Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's show, we will be discussing the Carolina Panthers visiting Buffalo, playing the Buffalo Bills, Carolina North, yeah. as they well. have been called in the past, although now I think we'd be lucky to be Buffalo South, Yeah. given how successful they've been over the last few years. Well, well, in the Christmas spirit, I feel like this, like a Christmas carol, this is like, mm-hmm. you know, the ghost of Christmas past or Panthers mm. past with all the Panthers coming back, you know. Six former Panthers players on the Bills roster, I think. If the yeah, trivia, so- if the trivia thing I did earlier today still holds correct. up. <laughs> <laughs> because I got it wrong. I said five and there's six. And of course, coaching staff. And Brandon uh, Bean. GM. The- yep. Oh, that was such a horrible... I, I wish know. we could have kept what him. What a big miss. Big miss. Uh, and honestly, <sighs> you know, probably should have just promoted McDermott to head coach. <laughs> like, <there's, laughs> we kind of missed out on a few things there. But uh, but yeah, the Panthers visiting the Bills, and we'll talk about the game. Uh, Panthers are 5-7. and seven. The Bill, are, Excuse me, 5-8. and eight. The Bills are 7-6. and six. So the Bills not as dominant as they were last season, for sure. Yeah. And they're coming off two uh, losses. Coming so. off two losses. I think they're still good enough to... Oh, I think they're going to be pissed and be yeah, ready to... Gonna, we're going to see a, a an interesting game here. Um, I was watching the Bills game last week, and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, oh, they are going to destroy us because they're losing this game. Mm-hmm. I was... Uh, they almost gonna be, and won it. Yeah. I think we're going to be their get-right game. Yeah, Josh Allen had a massive second half in that game. Really looked good, and if he kind of has decided that, you know, now is not time to catch fire, then this could be yeah. a long, a long day for the Panthers. But there is a a little bit of news to talk about before we get into the matchups. So go ahead. And yeah, the lay Carolina, it on us. the Carolina Panthers designated a quarterback Sam Darnold to return from IR. Season saved. I, why? <laughs> Why? Why? I tweeted out, there is going to be a game sometime within the next four games where Cam Newton, PJ Walker, and Sam Darnold all play, and that should be Matt Rule's last game. It it makes no sense. Matt Rule came out saying he's going to run a two-quarterback system. It never works. It never works. What? Cam Newton has Even been here in college, long enough. It doesn't work. <laughs> Cam Newton has been here long enough yeah. that he should know a good size of the playbook. He should be able to run that two-minute drill. This just, I, I, I don't understand this. I don't understand Matt Rule's thought process. Oh, it's, he, it's perfectly, it's, it's, it makes perfect sense. He loves PJ Walker. He wants to give PJ Walker every opportunity to play. Then why did they go out and sign Cam Newton, you may ask? I think that was a David Tepper call. But here's PJ Walker says he doesn't like coming off the bench for a series. He he came out and said sh- that But I bet he prefers that to not playing at all. Well, he goes, I it messes up your rhythm. And when yeah. I'm out there for only a series, I feel like I need to make the big play so I could get another mm-hmm. series. That makes me force the ball instead of taking the checkdowns. Which I mean he has two touchdowns in the NFL compared to eight interceptions when he didn't have someone coming off. That's a little bit, you know, he still yeah. threw the Revisionist ball. Revisionist history there, I think. <laughs> but, 
But yeah, I mean, th- this is why two quarterback systems don't work because you do need to be in a rhythm. You need to build mm-hmm. that timing and everything else that, that happens. And bringing in a cold quarterback, whether it's Cam or PJ, it rarely works. Now, if they were going to do the two quarterback system, they're doing it backwards. Yeah. They should have PJ playing the whole game and they should have Cam coming in on those special, you know, just like they did in Arizona. Yeah. They have Cam come in and sort of make get the first downs, get in the red zone. Cam's better at that stuff. I mean, if they're going to do the two quarterback system, then at least do it the way that is smart and makes sense. And that worked already. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. It, it showed that it worked. Of course, you know, I'm a little biased because I thought that Cam would be perfect in that role for years now. But if you're not going to do that, then just let Cam play the whole game. Like, the, it, what's the point? Now, what, PJ what are you going to do? Has Lose? That he, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, PJ <laughs> has proven that he is not the guy. Like no. you just said, two touchdowns, eight interceptions in his NFL career. And 28 That's, years old. He's not right. a young, like, 22, 23-year-old right. guy who's learning. He's If he was not on this Panthers roster, he would not be in the NFL. He may be on a practice squad or something. That would be the best mm-hmm. that he could hope for because he has not shown any anything, really. Um, and he's, you know, he's had a few starts now. He's won his starts, but yeah, is it really him that won those starts? Like in Detroit last year, it was the defense that completely shut him out, and he he made two bad interceptions in that game. That could have cost him. Yeah. yeah, in the red zone. Mm-hmm. And then this game, you know, Cam was doing the dirty work in those third and short or goal line situations, so. I don't know how much you can point to PJ, you know, winning those two games, but if they were going to do it, I I wish they would do it that way. I sort of wish they would have played that way against Washington that next game, you know, that yeah. they, the way they played against Arizona, just to give Cam, you know, you, you could have easily said, hey, Cam still learned the playbook. This worked last week. We're going to try it again, and then just run that until it doesn't work anymore. I mean, people are still going to be happy. Cam's here. Cam's still going to be getting touchdowns. He's still going to be doing his cam stuff, yeah. but we would have avoided that five for 21 game. Yeah. Just, we would have avoided the last week, the, the Ill, ill-advised handoff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, getting back to Sam Darnold, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the upside is. My only, playing. my, my only thought is Matt rule is trying to say, I bet on this horse. You know, I, I think it, it was just a bad circumstance at the beginning of the season. Let's bring it back. Try to win a couple games. Honestly, I think Matt Rule's coaching for his job right now. I think if he <clears> loses <throat> out, I think he's gone. I will discuss that in another segment. Yeah, I think he but, should be gone if he loses out. For sure. But I think honestly, that's what's happening right now. I think he's trying to make build it up as you know it was Brady's fault. Joe Brady kind of sunk mm-hmm. this offense. You know, I didn't, didn't have my quarterback. Sam Darnold correctly. Yeah. 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 Just. Yeah. I think he's trying to save face right now, and that's what it is. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Of these three, Sam Darnold, Matt Rule, Cam Newton, who is most likely to be back next year? Sam Darnold. Oh, really? <laughs> Who's least likely? Cam. Cam Newton. Yeah. I. The only reason why I say Sam Darnold is because he has an $18 million price tag. And I don't see... 
them being able to trade that away and they may not want that much dead cap. And if you go, if you get a new head coach, I think you could still draft a quarterback top five pick or so, and you can let Sam Darnold stand back there behind that horrible offensive line because we won't be able to have any assets to get a good offensive line. And you could have the rookie hold the clipboard and just be like, he's learning. And you just don't want to set him out there to get killed and, you know. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think, yeah, I, I think the Panthers, I think there's a way that they could trade Darnold where they, you know, might have to throw in a six round pick and pay Eat the cap, pay 75% of his salary or something like that. Um, which I have a feeling they'll do just to clear up some cat space, knowing that Sam Darnold is not going to play for them. Um, but I kind of agree with you. I kind of think maybe the smart thing to do is what they should have done this year with Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater or what they should have done with Cam Newton the year before yep. that. Just keep them around, let them play until the rookie or, you know, the big trade or the free agent signing or whoever it is, is available and, you know, is ready. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that being said, Sam Darnold is the least of those three options, you know, in terms of Cam Newton or Teddy Bridgewater that I would have wanted to see another another year. Exactly. Of, I actually kind of wanted to see another year of Teddy Bridgewater with a full off season and all that stuff. And by the way, he's got seven wins in Denver this year. And uh, no, okay. I was ready for Teddy Bridgewater. I I was ready for him to go. He just he's a game manager, and it just drove me nuts. I I you understand know what? that would have been so much better this year than what Sam Darnold was. Oh, absolutely, Sam Darnold. I mean, they awful. they. With Teddy Bridgewater, don't you think they at least have seven wins right now? With the, this defense and Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback instead of Sam Darnold? Teddy Bridgewater, who's not going to make I, those I mistakes? I don't know. This offensive line's a lot worse, though. I mean, we're, but yeah, but we're just a couple of mistakes away. Of mistakes yeah. that didn't happen away from two more wins. Yeah, pro- with Teddy, I think maybe one win, two more wins, something like that. I think Teddy saves Matt Rule's job if he's here. Yeah, I do I mean, too, honestly. because I think you could also say, point at, hey, Teddy Bridgewater wasn't the guy. We gave him two years. I think you get a se- third year out of... Um, and another thing about Matt Rule's tenure is the whole team is regressing. That defense was stellar mm-hmm. at the beginning, and it's not looking stellar anymore. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some injuries. Uh, we'll look at the injury reports for this game. Uh, by the way... Uh, Christian McCaffrey was put on the COVID list. Oh, yeah. It really matters. I mean, he's out for the rest of the season, but for some reason that was big news. Yeah, I didn't Um, understand that. (laughs) I don't either. His supermodel girlfriend might get sick. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, poor. Yeah, I was going to make a joke. but um, All right, A.J. Bouye, cornerback, foot injury. Did not practice yesterday, did not practice today, Thursday. Uh, D.J. Moore, limited practice with a hamstring. Michael Jordan, Limited practice with a hamstring. John Miller, full practice. Jermaine Carter, full practice. And then Matt Barkley added to the injury list today with an illness. Not that that really right. matters. He won't be active uh, for the game. But uh, A.J. Bouye, if he misses the game, That's... we're already down Dante Jackson. And of course, we're down J.C. Horn. That's leaving that corner, that once really strong unit, pretty weak. Especially yep. against this Bills team. Especially because C.J. Henderson was supposed to... Can't hear you. you can't hear me? Can't hear you. 
I'm getting bounced back from. Oh, I can hear you now. Can okay, you? I think that I think that was on your headset then. I don't know, maybe. Sorry, what were you saying? I was going to say C.J. Henderson was supposed to start and play most of the game last week, and he got burnt all the first mm-hmm. two drives so badly that he got pulled. Yeah. I mean, Rashawn Melvin had to come in for him. So A.J. Bouye missing, that's going to be a big, big flag. Big flag yeah. for this defense. Keith Taylor even has been struggling down the stretch. So, mm-hmm. Which mm. is understandable. I mean, it's, Keith Taylor... You know, he's, uh, what, a sixth-round pick, fifth-round pick, whatever Oh, he no, was. he's he's still a draft stock of an A right now. Yeah, he, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For where he was We're still drafted. very pleased with what he got. Um, all right, now looking at the Bills, uh, we only have Wednesdays. Yeah, I don't know why. Status. I checked right before we became we came live and nothing. Well, yeah, they'd, they'd be on the list either way. Um, so Mario Addison, DNP for vet rest, he's going to play. Josh Allen does have a bit of a foot injury. He's in a walking boot after last week's game. He will play, but he may be a little limited in the run game, yeah. which is something he's very strong at, and that team really likes to utilize. So that could be something worth uh, watching. Uh, Cole Beasley, vet rest, did not practice. Uh, he was probably just doing some vaccine research, that guy. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Hughes, defensive end, did not uh, – sorry, limited practice. Uh, Tawan Jones did not practice. Star Latulale limited practice. Hey, nice Star. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders with a knee did not practice, and then Tommy Sweeney tight end limited practice. So yeah, there's a few names on that list, but I don't know Emmanuel Sanders. I haven't seen if that's something that's planning on keeping him out. I think he's sort of just been in that maintenance mode all yeah. season long. So. Yeah, it seems like the, you know, no huge injuries for the Bills to, that we would need to worry about. No, the only <laughs> positive, I don't want to say positive about an injury, but mm. if Josh Allen's foot, like you said, he may not be as mobile as he normally is. And, and Josh Allen's a big physical runner, too. He kind of mm. runs that old, like the Cam Newton style of quarterback runs, not yeah. Yeah. not Lamar Jackson. So he's a right. big dude, yeah. actually. I think he's the same size as Cam Newton was back in yeah, the day. Yeah, he's he's very much uh, in the mold of Cam Newton, and he's one of those guys that when he came into the league was very inaccurate. He's really worked hard. Like, Josh Allen is a success story in, like, every way yeah. that you would think. I mean, but, yeah, I do think he's much more of a Cam Newton type than he gets credit for, honestly. Yeah, I do too. But... Let's go ahead and talk. The Panthers are 10.5-point underdogs. Woo! That's a with, lot. With an over-under of 42? No, no, no. That's not the over-under. I okay, couldn't get okay. the over-under. Sorry. I was about to say, holy crap, because that means that people just expect the Panthers to get waxed in this game, which also still may be true. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. But... I couldn't find the... And I forgot to... Uh, that's okay. It's probably not far off from that. It's probably 46, 47, something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I and that line I don't think has moved really. I think it started the week at 10.5 too. Yeah. So there has been no money. I don't think a lot of people are betting this game because... It's a big spread. Why yeah, would you it's, want it's to? A, it's a big spread. I like looked at it and I was like, well, I'm not taking Carolina because... Yeah. But still... And I'm showing that over under is forty three and a half. 
by FanDuel. Okay, so, so that's still super pretty low. low for that <laughs> big of a spread. I mean, that means people are thinking it's going to be like 33-10 or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, uh, which may be close to some of our predictions. Predictions, yeah. Up. <laughs> uh, all right, let's look at some matchups here. Um, go ahead, Jerry. Uh, Buffalo averages 27.9 points per game. Their defense only gives up 17.6. When I was looking this up, Buffalo is on top five offense, top five defense. I mean, it's just... I I don't know how they lost so many games, to be honest with you. I mean, I know they have a very tough schedule, but wow. Well, I want to look at their losses here. So they lost week one to, to the Steelers. Like, you know, that's week one, right? And they won four in a row where they averaged 40 points a game on offense. Then they lost to the Titans, 34-31. Okay, you know, that was still with Derrick Henry. That's a close game. Yeah. Then they lost to the Jaguars 9-6. to That's In the so strangest weird. game of the year. <laughs> like, what a weird game. How? Uh, they lost to the Colts 41-15. to Colts are good. But that's a weird score that it's they lost. It's weird. Like so, Jags nine to six. Then they beat the Jets forty five to seventeen. Then they lost to the Colts forty one to fifteen. Then they beat the Saints thirty one to six. Like they're all over the place. They lost that Patriot, that ridiculous Patriots game. Where, that you could toss out. No one exactly. could throw the ball. That's and then they lost to Tom Brady last week. So this is the type of game. I mean, you throw out that Jaguars game, then all their losses look pretty legit. Um, yeah. They're gonna. I mean, this is this is a tough game for the Panthers. <laughs> Putting it mildly. Like I said, I have a feeling this is the Bills are looking at this as a get-right game. Hey, let's yeah. let's tweak a couple things. Let's try some things out. Let's get our guys healthy. Let's get this win and move on. And yeah. I, I, mean, I can't honestly, say. What has the Panthers done to not deserve that? No. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what I. I, I do you see a way this Panthers team could win? I know it's any given Sunday, and I think if a couple turnovers, you could get momentum, and you could go that I think that's route. That's it. You get they got to catch fire. I mean, you know, Carolina averages nineteen point eight points per game, gives up twenty one point seven points per game. Uh, you know, I get, but they're very much Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like the Bills. Uh, now with Cam, we've lost eleven in a row with Cam starting. Okay, this season and his starts, they're zero and three, right? Mm-hmm. So, and and those games haven't really been close. So, I think it's going to be really like, how does Cam go? Because how Cam goes, I think so go the Panthers. And honestly, it's been that way. Well, Cam's yeah. entire career <laughs> career here, mainly because he was carrying the team. Unfortunately, now I think he's he's just not. Frankly, he's just not good enough to carry the team by himself anymore. No, he's you know, not. And that that he's just got a lot of miles on him. You know, I, I don't know against if, Cam. I just don't know if he's a starting caliber quarterback anymore in the league. And that's yeah. and that's saying that I still think he's the best option for the Panthers. I still think yes. that when we signed him, he was the best option for the Panthers. Yes. But I just don't know if he's really a NFL caliber starting quarterback. Well, he, I mean, he's. There was a reason that he didn't get signed by anyone. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, there's people have their own th- 
thoughts as to why that is, some people. But I think the main fact is he hasn't looked like a good starting quarterback consistently in several years. No. Uh, I mean, honestly, since, what, 2017? 2018? Mm-hmm. First half of 2018, I guess. Yeah, when he he the, went on that really nice little tear yeah. with Nor- Norv Turner as the OC. Yeah, and honestly, like, you know, they, they sort of changed ex- everything Cam did. And he had, like, what, 15 touchdowns and four interceptions or yeah, something? He was, I mean, he was playing at a really high level, and then he got hurt. And then, I mean, go watch All or Nothing. Yeah. You know, that was the year, you know? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't see – I don't know. I mean, let's look at some of the matchups. Uh, Carolina run game versus the Buffalo run defense, both averaging 109 a game. It's going to be 109 on the <laughs> dot. It, please tell me it's 109 on the – at least give me that. <laughs> if it's 109 for the Panthers, then we probably lost. Yeah, true. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, so that's – you know, Buffalo's got a pretty decent run defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carolina's run game, you know, without McCaffrey, they're going to get 10 to 12 carries from Cam. They're going to get 10 to 12 carries from Chuba and then they, Samir. They need to go ahead and throw that script out. They need to give Chuba mm-hmm. a real look, a mm-hmm. real look the last leg of this game. They don't need to give him 7 to 10 carries. They need to get him 15 to 20 at least. They yeah, need to get him working to see what they have in him. Because he's shown flashes at times, but he's also shown flashes at times where he's shouldn't be a starting caliber running back. And with McCaffrey injury prone and the possibility of trading him, they need to find out what they have in him. Yeah, and I don't know how realistic it is that they could trade McCaffrey, but he's is he, there's an out in his contract after next season. I think next season, if they keep McCaffrey, would be the perfect time to start transitioning him over to that more receiver role. And if and, you've got Chuba, who is you know has proven to be a good running back, if he has at that point, then that really makes a lot of sense. And then you could also do, if that's the situation, where you decide to run him into the slot, which, mm-hmm. all accounts, he should be a great slot receiver. Yeah, You can also go in no, no running back backfield have mm-hmm. him in the slot and then have him slide back into the backfield because he could still run. I mean, it's not like you yeah. you have so many options. It's just I, I we need an offensive coordinator who actually thinks outside the box, but yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and Matt Rule would tell you that this game is going to come down to whether Carolina can run it or not. Um if Carolina is able to run it 35 times, then that yeah. that's going to look good at the end of the day for Carolina. Um, have a feeling it's not going to turn out that way, though. What's our next matchup? Uh, the Buffalo's run game against Carolina's run defense, who's been very porous lately. I was shocked that their run game, they average 120 yard, one yards per game. And Carolina's yeah. run defense is giving up 115 yards per game. And that was steadily going up. up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm surprised at that, too, because I was thinking to myself earlier, I was like, well, Buffalo's run game is not, very good mm-hmm. you know they their their pass game is great uh but their run game's not terrible like it's good enough now a lot of that is josh allen yeah josh allen he's their second leading rusher um averaging six, yards. six yards per carry 6.1 yards per carry yeah, and he's got four rushing touchdowns 
Um, but yeah, I mean, they've been pretty healthy at running back. Devin Singletary, their lead running back, quote unquote, um, barely more yards than Allen, uh, but he's still averaging five, almost five yards a carry. So yeah. he's been pretty stout himself. Yeah, it looks like they kind of spread the ball out through running the ball. Usually it's Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, and Zach Moss are the mm-hmm. main culprits. But, I mean, Matt Burita still <clears throat> has explosion back there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize yeah, they I, had that many players back there. Yeah, and you've got Moss and Singletary have combined for 52 receptions too. So they are dangerous out of the backfield. Um Singletary's got 32 receptions himself. Uh, so, but only 4.8 yards per reception for him. So they're, you know, pretty possession receptions, things like that. But, you know, they, he's got the ability. So, yeah. yeah um, those running quarterbacks, man, always a trouble for Carolina. Yeah. Especially because our the way we like to play our defense is we like to get out to the quarterback and sometimes they just they take the edge too deep and lets the quarterback step up. And if Derek Brown and Daquan don't get that push up into them, they can yeah. scurry straight through it. Yes. Yeah, I was watching some some uh, tape the other day and just watching Burns. And they were talking about how Burns, he goes so wide Mm-hmm. when he's rushing to try to get to the quarterback, that that lane is almost always open for a running back or for the quarterback to run through or something like that. So that's something that Burns is going to have to work on a lot in the offseason, I think, is figuring out how to get to the quarterback without compromising yeah. you know, that side of the line. And that's one that thing of the defense. why he has so many forced fumbles, too, is because he does go so wide that he gets to the back of yeah. the – hand where he slaps it out easily sure yeah i mean mean, it's you know it's but he's giving up a lot i mean we've seen it like he gives up a lot of runs in that area you know they're they're just running straight to that side of the line most of the time Uh, our next matchup here is buffalo's pass offense versus carolina's pass defense now carolina's pass defense one of the best in the league yeah Uh, even last week they it was still less than 200 yards to matt ryan only giving up 176 a game on the season. Buffalo's pass offense, 261 on the season. This is going to be a big test. Yeah. Is it though? Because I could see them more running the ball down our throats. And that's what teams have been able to do because our pass defense is very strong. It is not a, that's not just a number to throw Mm -hmm. out there. They have always been very good pass defense. But the big problem is, Teams have now learned that they can just load the box and just run out the middle and get six, seven yards easily on us. So, yeah, I mean, are you saying that the pass defense is maybe somewhat overrated? I don't think they're just the number one teams pass. Don't have to pass on us. I think it's still a top five pass defense. I think mm-hmm. that it is slightly overrated, being number one overall, but. I think that now that teams the past five weeks have kind of figured that point out and we've seen the Carolina run defense go from like 80 yards per game to up to 115 in a few games proves that that kind of. Yeah, I I can understand that. Um, But if I'm looking at at this wide receiver or these pass catchers for Buffalo, 
You've got Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. who is closing in on 1,000 yards. Great um, receiver. He's awesome. Uh, their number two is Emmanuel Sanders, who a little older, but plenty left in the tank. He's probably going to get pretty close to 1,000 yards himself. You've got Cole Beasley, who is one yard behind Emmanuel Sanders at 6.05. Will get close to 1,000 yards himself. Dawson Knox, their tight end, has almost 500 yards, which for us would be an amazing tight end performance, would be the second best receiver on our team. Um, and then they've got Gabriel Davis, who's kind of a speedster, that 385, four touchdowns. They spread the ball around a lot. They've got mm-hmm. really good pass catchers. We just talked about the running backs are pretty good catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I mean, and when you compare that to Carolina, you've got DJ Moore, who is essentially matching stats with Stephon Diggs. But after that, 372 for Robbie Anderson. That's the next highest receiver for the Panthers. I just named five guys that have more than that on the Bills. This is a team that wants to throw the ball. They like to throw the ball. They're successful at throwing the ball. And I think they're going to run. I think they're going to throw all over the Panthers because we just talked about A.J. Bouye. Hurt may not play. And then what? You got Gilmore is going to play Diggs. That'll be a fun matchup to watch. But who's going to play Emmanuel Sanders? Who's going to play Cole Beasley? That little pesky slot receiver that always has killed the Panthers. Who's, you know. We're going to put Jermaine Carter on Cole Beasley? I mean, you, Rajon <laughs> Melvin and Keith Taylor have played well. C.J. Henderson's going to be out there. It's not completely empty. The cupboards aren't completely empty, but they're not yeah, as... C.J. Henderson good? Well, that's... It's... <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good what, question. Has he proven that he's good? No. He's no. proven that he ha- isn't good so far. He's proven but, that he is not good. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's not... I, I think the Bills are going to go the complete opposite. I think Sean McDermott ha- is going to watch the tape, watch what we can't do on defense, and say, why chance it? We'll take our shots, but we're going to shove it down their throats up the middle, up the middle. We're just going to run on them. I mean, last week, Atlanta, left, run to the left. Oh, my God, we know it. They're going to run to the left. You know what? The Panthers still couldn't stop it. And I could see them doing that, too. So what's the bet here? There, it feels like this is a beer bet. Is it, do you want to do attempts, passing attempts versus rushing attempts? Yeah, I'll do that. Do we want okay. to go like more rushing than passing? I go rush, yeah, you go I mean, pass? Okay. Okay. Beer, beer bet of the week. <laughs> All right, last matchup here. Uh, it's going to be the pass rushes for both teams. Yeah. Well, I didn't even include Buffalo stats because our offensive line is just so horrible that yeah. they're going to get three or four sacks or at least get it three four pressures. Yeah, honestly, we probably shouldn't even say anything about Carolina's pass defense or pass offense because they don't happen much. But <laughs> Buffalo gives up 1.7 sacks per game. Carolina averages 2.5 sacks per game, but it feels like that feels like the Panthers just haven't been getting any sacks lately. No, they didn't last week against one of the worst offensive lines in the league. I mean, I, yeah, I, need to... I don't know what Phil Snow is doing, but it feels like it, it's it's going back to what I've said earlier. This team is regressing. It feels like this, the team itself is having the life sucked out of them. Like, they're, they're not having fun. 
It looks like they're going through the motions. I personally don't even know if they're really... They're just waiting for the end of the season because I don't think they're buying into what Matt Rule is selling. I think Matt Rule may have lost this locker room. I will see. They, but keep, just... they keep saying that they that, that he hasn't. The players keep saying that they believe in his process. What else are they going to say, though, when they're asked that I question? I mean, you know, you've hear, I mean, we, we just saw what happened with the Jags. Well, that was a dumpster fire. That's completely different. Play, I, I know, but, but players, I feel like professional players, you know, when they reach a certain point, they let you know. You know, one way or the other, they let you know. I haven't heard any whisperings. You know, I haven't heard anything of players-only meetings. I haven't heard any of, the, any of that kind of stuff. And from everything we heard in college, Matt Rule was very, very well beloved by his players. So I don't think that they've that he's lost the locker room, um. But I think he's lost the fan base. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> definitely <pretty> lost. <laughs> see, I, the way they play for him, though, that's what that's what I see. I don't see them really getting up. I would see team the Ron Rivera teams when he would be on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Even when he got fired, I would see them going out there playing their hearts out. I don't see this team playing their hearts out against teams they have a chance to win. It just they just go out there and just like, eh. and if that's just bad coaching, then that's bad coaching. But they don't seem yeah. to be up you, for. Is it. that what you're seeing though? Yes, you're seeing them not play hard. Yeah, I don't see them playing hard. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't think I haven't seen a lack of effort. I, I think, think I have. I From, feel like. I don't know. I mean, I think these guys, you know, I mean, there's still a lot of incentives for the individual players out there to, oh yeah, paid, no. you know, to stay on rosters. Um, we've got a lot of guys that are coming up for new contracts. Like I, I'm not seeing a lack of effort. I'm seeing poor planning. I'm seeing extremely poor game plans. I'm seeing poor execution, but I'm not seeing a lack of effort personally. Okay. We might get there with another couple losses. I mean, I just um, think that that Atlanta game just kind of showed it because after that first drive, the whole team just kind of was like, mm. it, it did, yeah. like it was just over and over again. And you, like third down, they would just kind of let miss tackles. The you know just not mm-hmm. jumping off. You know, the sacks. They're not getting after them like they were. It's just they're going through the motions. They're not into it. If that makes yeah. sense, they're still tied for eighth in the league with 32 sacks, and I think I saw they were third in quarterback pressure. But it feels like so much of that was early mm-hmm. in the season, and I just don't know if it's a if it's Phil Snow's if he's because of the lack of playmakers in the secondary now and and what we've seen he's backing off the blitzes and trying to help out more in the secondary and not putting all that pressure, just rushing with the front four like we've seen the last few weeks. I mean, I'd love for them to get back to where they were really going after the quarterback. Oh, yeah. that's That works. I mean, now in this game with Josh Allen, who's got good escapability, and there's so many good wide receivers and pass catchers that can get open – I don't know if that works in this game. I don't know if there's anything the Panthers can do in this game, honestly. But <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's what we said earlier. I think the key of this game is to get a couple turnovers early 
kind of get some point, get a lead on them and kind of mm-hmm. get some momentum, put some doubt in Buffalo's thoughts. You know, going three, yeah. losing three in a row. I think that's the only way Carolina wins this game. I don't think on an even playing field, you know, if you don't get that momentum, the Carolina has a chance, really. I mean, I, I, I'm yeah, a I mean, Panther I'll, fan, but. Well, sure, but, we, you know, we're disillusioned right now. We've, you know, we, we've lost, what, eight out of our last 10, nine out of our last 10, yeah. or 11, something like that. Um, yeah, it's not fun to watch right no. now. <laughs> Not at all. So, I am dreading watching this game. Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I'm not I'm not dreading watching it, but I have an expectation of what I'm gonna see. Yeah, and I'm really just watching to see if anything looks better than it did last week, or the week before, or the week before. I just want to see <laughs> some improvement over the, these last four games. That's what I'm watching for now, and honestly, like. The Panthers right now would be the eighth pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. You lose out, I bet you're somewhere fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get in that top four. No. Uh, those those top four are pretty locked in. Um, but last year, the Patriots were seven and nine, and they picked 15th. So another win or two drops you into that the teens. So that's something else. That, to, that we can watch for. Yeah. Know, so and, right and now, draft spot. Right now, Panthers are five and eight. Yeah. So the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams are six and seven, right yeah. behind them. So you yep. honestly, you don't want to win. It, I mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I know. Point, again, Matt Rule definitely wants to realistic. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the playoffs aren't realistic, and I hate tanking. And I hate watching it. But we're not making the playoffs. No. And if we have a top five draft pick, at the very least, we can turn it into some second and third round picks <laughs> that we don't have next season. And, you know, all of a sudden we're picking 16th and we have a pick in the second and two picks in the third or something like that. Then I'm feeling a little better about losing those last four games. Yeah. You know. Or yeah. seven or eight games, whatever it turns out to be. I mean, honestly, as a long-term Panther fan, I want us to lose out because that's, that's going to help us get better. Winning the last couple games is not going to help. I heard someone on the radio, the culture, no, who cares? Last year, we started playing better at the be- end of the season. Did it help this year? <clears throat> no. No, it hasn't. We look- In fact, le- winning that one game dropped us from third to eighth. Mm-hmm. And that really really changed the course of this season. Forced us to get Sam Darnold for a second round pick. Yeah. That is a hot garbage mess. I mean, it's because yeah. I think yeah, we're third. You could have, you could have traded. I mean, you could have done what the, um, the 49ers traded up to three. Mm-hmm. That could have been the Panthers getting all those picks, mm-hmm. you know, and still having a shot at picking, you know, I mean, the, the Dolphins traded back to sixth and still have plenty of picks. You know, so I mean, the, it just opens up the world of possibilities. Now, I don't want to be one one of those fan bases that's every year rooting for their team to lose out. Like it's, it feels like we've done for the last several years. Now is that we're like rooting for these losses. But what else do we have right now? I mean, <laughs> now now we're all 
rooting for the draft. I yeah. mean, that, and that sucks to put your fan base in that position. And it's been this is what the fourth year in a row that right yeah. around now we're already looking at the draft. Like, I think yeah. since we started this podcast, we haven't been to the plat playoffs. So, yeah, yeah. it's no, it's just it's maybe just, it's our fault. <laughs> Uh, right. I'm sorry, man. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, we did we did the beer bet of the week. Uh, let's get to our predictions. Bold predictions. Now, typically these are positive, you know, Panther centric bold predictions. I don't know what you've got this week, Jerry, but uh, my bold is prediction a, is, is a... we hold Josh Allen to under 150 yards throwing. Okay. Okay. Uh, my bold prediction is we hold the Bills to under 50 yards rushing. Oh, we're just <laughs> leaning into our beer bets, aren't we? Yeah, that might be 50 yards might be a little low, but, um, you know, 150 yards is pretty low for, for uh, yeah, that's, for, I mean, even Matt Ryan got more than that. Yeah, it's a bold prediction. <laughs> sometimes you, sometimes you're not quite as bold. This is bold. All right. Game predictions. Guys, we love the Panthers. I just want to put that out there. We love the Panthers. <sighs> I Panthers am, aren't going to win this game. I, I have Buffalo Bills winning twenty nine to six. Oh, twenty nine to six. I think their defense is just going to make our offensive Gosh. line look silly. Our offense hasn't shown any ability, any life, really. So I think they're just going to get smacked around. I think the Panthers do a little better on offense uh but i still think it's a blowout i think the panthers lose 42 21 i think they double up double up you know the over might be in play there if you want to take the over (laughs) i have the under uh, so yeah i think uh i I think the panthers are going to be able to score and i think honestly i think the game is kind of close midway through the third quarter and then the bills just kind of i'd be happy if the game being close I really see Buffalo just trouncing us, as sad as that. I is. mean, it's it's quite possible. It's quite possible. All right, uh, let's take a look at the other NFC South games. Uh, you know, not that it, it really matters, but you know, the Falcons and the Saints are still in the playoff hunt. So, Falcons uh, visiting San Fran, and both those teams are the six and seven. So, we want them yeah. to win at least one more game to give yeah, us some true. cushion. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean the Falcons are heading to San Fran. That's that's a playoff game, basically. Yeah. San, San Fran, Fran right now is in the in the wild card spot, and, and they're playing well. So, mm-hmm. so that's a that's a huge game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then New Orleans is going to Tampa, which Tampa is fighting for the number one seed in the NFC, and New Orleans is fighting for a playoff spot. So that's you know a couple of good games there, a couple of meaningful games at least. Yeah. So. I, Jerry, I, I wanted to say one more thing. Oh, Quick God. thing. So, no, this is a this is a positive thing. Let's end on a positive note. Okay. Um, so I was looking at this. Uh, this thing came across my, I don't know, attention the other day. Uh, <laughs> NFL team loyalty. Okay? Oh, God. So what they're looking at is when a an individual is a fan of a team and they move away. They like change, move states. They mm-hmm. move into another NFL market. Do they continue to root for that home team, or do they start rooting for the new team? Okay. So, top five most loyal fan bases based on that uh, metric. 
Number one, Dallas Cowboys. Not a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Number two, Green Bay Packers. Also not a surprise. Three, Buffalo Bills. Four, Carolina Panthers. I believe that. I, when I moved away, you know, I would find a lot of Carolina Panthers fans that, yeah. you know, same thing, that they were lived here, grew up here, and then, mm-hmm. you know, moved away for a job or something. I mean, my nephew in Nashville, I mean, they have a Nashville Roaring Riot that he True. goes to yeah. sometimes. I mean, it's it makes sense. Yeah. On the other hand, top teams who, when someone moves to that area, that individual switches allegiances. Tampa Bay and starts rooting for the home team. Tampa Bay is uh, one of the least loyal fan bases. Jerry. That's what, that, that's where the I was third going. Third least loyal. Well, I'm saying so. If someone moved to Charlotte, mm-hmm. would they start rooting for us? Like that's what I'm. That's what this is. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Panthers are third on that list. Oh, that's teams, pretty cool. Of people that move. Yeah. So the Panthers, you know, they engender it now. As a lot of that is maybe Cam Newton. When he was here, you know, bringing the excitement and, you know, people wanted to root for him. What I, what I mean to say by that is David Tepper, don't don't screw this up. Like, we have a good thing here. We have a loyal fan base. We have and it's people still that enjoy watching the team. Yeah, and they want to go to games. Get it right. Figure this out. Yeah. No, I, you've, got, I, you've got the fan base. Yeah. We spend money. Make us happy. (laughs) Make us happy. (laughs) As I'm still wearing another Carolina Panther shirt. I mean. Yeah. (sighs) And I still own Carolina Panther shirts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMakesPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMakesPodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on the show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. We'll be back on Sunday afternoon slash evening to discuss the Carolina Panthers, Buffalo Bills game. Game. Whatever happens. (laughs) Um, Until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding.